Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. Hi, I'm Paul here at 8pm uh, every Tuesday talking about rugby. Um, but, sorry folks, I did miss last week. It was a bit knackered uh, and uh, so, yeah, did skip last week. This week we will have a look at those um, all-black squads. Um, obviously talk about some NPC semi-finals. Got a couple of interviews from uh, games I've been at two weeks ago talking about the uh, format of uh, the, M- uh, the NPC. Uh, Bunnings NPC, so I have a look at that and have a talk about that as well. Um, as uh, we've had a meltdown of the uh, second uh, English rugby club, uh, so we'll talk about that and also uh, report on the French clubs um, as well. There's been a whole bunch of uh, re signings here in um, New Zealand or Aotearoa, uh, and also uh, somebody heading over to Japan on a sabbatical as well. So lots to talk about. Yes, you probably noticed that I didn't talk, uh, mention the uh, Women's Rugby World Cup. I'll be honest, I don't have Spark. I'm not actually watching it that much. So I'll be honest, not a lot so that I can shed a light on there. So rather than do it poorly, um, I'll suggest that uh, you go to other sources that can do it properly um, on that one. Um, I'd just give a, a very quick update on the uh, on, on the on the tables. Um, but, uh, but apart from that, we will... Um, it's not something like that. I've been watching that much. I can't actually talk that much about with authority. So um, uh, that's uh, kind of what we're up to um, today. As you can see, I'm on my own. Um, this oh, no, I'm not. Because uh, just at the last minute, Mr. Stephen Harris has jumped in. How are you doing, sir? Yep. Stop talking. There you go, Steve. Talk. Oh. The, um, anyway, hopefully we will have um, Stephen um, joining us uh, on uh, that one. Uh, good evening to Simon, who has joined us in the um, live chat. And this is some interesting uh, Major League Rugby news. Um, the, uh, uh, some teams might not be playing this season, uh, but uh, two new expansion um, uh, uh, franchises replacing them. So that's the uh, Giltinis and the uh, Gilgronis. Um, so uh, look at uh, that uh, all, all went a bit nasty towards um, the end of the season, didn't it? Um, with, uh, in, uh, with the owner of those two teams throwing his toys out of the pram um, a, a little bit. So, uh, look, 
teething issues that you kind of expect with a uh, new expansion league uh, in a new country. So I'm not that surprised by um, by that one. Stephen, can you hear me now? Uh, looks like Stephen's having some technical issues. So hopefully um, when uh, he gives me a thumbs up that he's uh, got himself sorted, uh, he will um, be back um, with us um, on that one. So he's not done what I did, uh, which was have no volume turned up and then suggest I think his microphones weren't working. It's a bit, uh, yeah, all those fun and games things um, that uh, that you have um, on, uh, on on these kind of, uh, on, on technical issues you have on these kind of things. So just very quickly yeah, on that uh, Women's Rugby World Cup, um, New Zealand uh, um, topped their pool um, with uh, two wins um, on 10 points, um, with Australia there in second on four, the same as Wales. Um, but let's be honest with Wales, I've got New Zealand up next. So um, they have uh, got the, um, uh, the, the, the top, oh, sorry, Wales have got um, uh, Australia next. So um, that's a great um, one there to see them, uh, both those two finding out for that uh, second place in the uh, in pool a over in pool b and canada top that one on 10 points and with uh, italy um, and uh, the usa um, in second both on five italy though have got japan to come uh, and so uh, uh, they've got to be a favorites to uh, hold on to that position as usa have to play in canada then finally in pool c england on nine points um, there um, having beaten france in second place on six points of the those two uh, expected to go through from um, from that one. So, Stephen, can you hear me now? Does not like it. Hopefully, we'll have him um, come up um, soon um, on that one. Um, so that's a, a, a quick pre-see of where that's all at. Remember that some um, top two uh, teams from each pool, six plus the best, second best, uh, third ranked teams also um, go through um, with them. Um, uh, the USA with that bonus point currently leading the way in that um, third place um, position. Um, as I say, I'm not watching those games, so I can't comment any much further on that one. Uh, but um, do uh, do check it out on Spark Sport if you've uh, if you've got it. At the weekend, then we had the NPC um, semi-finals um, with uh, Wellington, the uh, jersey I'm wearing um, this evening, taking on Auckland. Um, and uh, look, this was uh, Wellington was in, were in control of this one uh, pretty much from the start, uh, scoring after any about was it five minutes I think from memory, uh, and they went up 19-0 um, before Auckland came back into it. They caught it back to 26-14, so within 12 points, that's as close as they got. Um, so it finished 54-19. That's the highest ever score for Wellington versus Auckland. Um, so Wellington going very very well um, heading into. Um, the uh, the final uh, and in that final they will be facing um, Canterbury now a much tougher game for them um, up against um, Bay of Plenty um, and uh, in this one uh, look it was only six three until um, just before uh, not long before half time uh, when uh, the um, Canterbury managed to pull out to an eleven three win but Bay of Plenty scoring first after half pull it back to a one point game eleven ten. Um, but uh, Fergus Burke scoring uh, a try, converting it, a couple of penalties, and kicking those penalties, uh, taking their threes, um, and uh, uh, pulling away in the end to win that one, 24-10 um, um, in that one. Um, 
the uh, so yes, um, Stephen, are you there with me now? I, I hope so, Paul. Fabulous. Good to uh, good to see you there. Um, so Canterbury say um, uh, we're, we're put put into much more of a fight there by Bay of Plenty, but still came out on top uh, as we I think we kind of expected. Or, or on that one, they are the heavy favourites in this. But um, look, Wellington really have uh, been impressing this this uh, this season, Stephen. Um, to uh, what they've got the, um, uh, the the shield all tied up for the summer, um, and also um, have been putting in some pretty good performances recently. You know, putting a half century on Auckland, um, they they're going really well. Oh, are they what that? Um, you know, I think what's nine in a row, something like that. Yep. So so I'm cracking. Um, so going really, so whilst Can whilst um, Canterbury will definitely be the um, the favourites going into uh, the final. Um, you've uh, uh, Wellington are, are definitely in with a crack. Um, the final is um, on Saturday at 7pm, folks, or 5 past 7, um, as you'll uh, be aware. So uh, obviously that's all New Zealand time for anyone who's watching from overseas. Uh, so uh, look, should be a cracking final, and that'll bring it to a close our um, domestic season here um, in New Zealand. Uh, the uh, if you're wondering what all of the um, uh, what, 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 what are all the uh, sort of provincial union staff up to, well, they've got all their um, end of season award nights and stuff and almanacs to uh, to fill in. So they've been um, busy um, beavering away doing that kind of stuff. Um, plus, also they will then all um, rock on into sevens and club sevens um, will be uh, kicking off um, on that something. So they've. Uh, they all keep very busy um, heading into the next part of the season, but they are small um, organisations. I did walk up to, um, did pop in to uh, Waikato uh, um, offices uh, the uh, this this week um, to pick up a cable I'd forgotten at the uh, the ground um, um, from the previous game. But um, you walk into the offices and look, there's about uh, sort of eight or ten of them all sat there, and that's pretty much it. That's <laughs> that's your kind of your, your union. All put together. And when we talk later about how um, about uh, wasps going bust and how you can maybe done them there, you're kind of like, wow, those um, those organisations are way bigger than the provincial unions are here um, in New Zealand. I can tell you. So, yeah, I was going to I was going to I was going to say, Paul, that's probably the number of um, of physiotherapists and uh, and and trainers they've they've got probably at wasps. If you think about it, I was going to say just on the performance of Wellington though. What's really impressed me about them? There's always been a, a train of thought that their uh, that their that their forwards don't always quite cut the mustard. They've always had these flashy backs, but it's fair to say that their forwards have been very very good in this 2022 season. Yep, um, absolutely. We've seen a bit, bit more from uh, from the Hurricanes as well um, this year. Obviously, two sides that are kind of uh, that, that, that are closely um, linked um, in that one. Um. So uh, I've, I've got uh, my chats with uh, a couple of coaches after the Waikato um, versus Bay of Plenty um, game. Uh, talking about, I, mean, I asked both of them what they thought of the uh, the new MPC um, format uh, that's obviously last year used to be a premiership and championship. We had 10 weeks um, of regular season followed by semi-finals and finals. This year, uh, it's been nine weeks of regular season squeezing in 10 games, having that storm week, um, and then we've got quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. 
So let's just have a quick li listen from both Ross Filippo and Mike Delaney as to their thoughts on the uh, new MPC structure. Uh, here we are after um, Waikato versus Bay of Plenty in the MPC with Mike Delaney, the uh, head coach of uh, Bay of Plenty. Um, look, in that first half, um, it, it seemed like both teams struggled to really get a hold of the game and it was a lot okay. of was kicking between the 22s. Um, yeah. Okay, folks, it's clearly I've, 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 I've uploaded it's like I've uploaded the wrong video file. Let me just see if I can quickly grab um, the uh, the right one there. Um, or maybe it's um, or maybe I've had a technical issue in how I've uh, um, edited it in the first place. And yes, I've had a technical issue where I've edited it because that's the same one, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay, well, let's just, I'll, I'll, I'll zoom through to where you might be. Boys, I don't think that'd go to work, so um, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Um, and uh, look, it's it's been uh, you know, so it's a couple of losses early on, which meant you've, it looks like you kind of sneaked up. Well, actually, you've, when I went and looked at it, um, you've apart from the last two games of the season, you've you've, you've always been there or thereabouts. Um, were you a bit concerned with um, kind of losing those last two? Whether you sort of lost form coming to the pointy end? Oh no, I think it was a real good <coughs> good test for us against Northern at home, where we gave um, quite a few younger players, and, and uh, you know I think it just shows the strength of our squad now. Um, giving those guys an opportunity and and, and get get up to the the, uh, the level that's needed. So it was great for us in terms of that. Um, you could have won it at the, the buzzer in that one as well, but um, you know for the growth of our squad that was great, and I think it sort of let us um, recover properly. You know that storm which pretty tough, and then to lose you know last week. You know, the, the game was there, so, um, you know, we still had the belief in our squad that we knew that if we just played our game, uh, we'd come away with the result that we were after. And uh, what have you thought about the, um, the, 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 the new structure of the competition this year, where all the teams are in one, um, sort of, are, are in within one competition rather than a premiership or championship? You've got these storm weeks and, and, and well, nearly half the competition going into finals. Yeah, like, I think it's a better option. Um, you know, there's teams are up and down all the time um, I think it just helps with you know the true winner of the competition and um, it's a true reflection of where you're at so um, no, I enjoy it I think the boys enjoy this this way it's a bit easier to track um, but yeah I think it's a it's a it's definitely um, you know a better way to, to do the competition and uh, look Waikato versus discipline uh, kind of uh, let you down under pressure under pressure the difference between the um... no one knows the bloody rules anymore so Sometimes you don't know why, but I mean, no one knows the bloody rules anymore. So the reality is we weren't good enough today, they were good enough and, and they took their chances and they deserved their win. So that's that's the long and short of it. I'm extremely proud of our proud of our group. It's, um, it's been a challenging year and, and you know, like, like every other team, go through injury flow, storm weeks and all, all those other kinds of things. But um, just at the pointy end of the season, we weren't able to nail our one percenters and uh, Bay of Plenty were outstanding today, so they they deserve to go on to a semi. And uh, on that, what what are your thoughts of that um, the, the new format with with the uh, with the storm weeks and, and giving everybody a an opportunity to be in, in, in one competition rather than having a a, 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 um, a premiership championship um, kind of thing? Oh, I agree with everyone being in the one competition. Storm weeks a joke. Yep. Um, don't understand what the what the deal with there is. You talk about player welfare, but then you add an extra week midweek game. Water, water, water breaks. Joke, you know. More, more time spent talking about water and how you're going to manage that than actually the game laws. I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely areas that can be fixed. But, but it's good to have everyone back in the one competition. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah look, some of those, some of the uh, you say some of the storm week games when you've got second string teams, it's it's all been a bit unbalanced, really. So yeah, totally agree with you um, on that one. But um, anyway, uh, look, you've been, been made it to the finals. Um, not not what you wanted to do, but uh, thank you for. Uh, putting on an exciting season for us again this year and uh, enjoy the off-season and good luck next year. Yeah, cheers. Thank Thanks you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate cheers. it. One thing you know about Ross Filippo is he doesn't hold back in his views, eh, Stephen? No, he didn't mince his words, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I love Ross Fallout and, and he does, he's, he's, he says like his is. Um, and yeah, he might get himself in trouble occasionally, but I think, look, he's a bit lucky that the mainstream media aren't generally there. And so I don't think, uh, so, um, and I must admit, I didn't, I deliberately didn't post that video uh, separately, uh, but I have included it tonight so people can see that uh, not all the coaches are happy um, with the, the, the structure of the MPC. Uh, they like the idea that they're all in the same comp. That makes sense. But um, the, the, the storm week and the focus on more on things like um, water breaks rather than actually clearing up things like how do you officiate the work so it's consistent. Um, uh, and, and those sort of pieces uh, clearly uh, is aggravates some of the coaches. Uh, Ross Filippo is one of those that will actually say his mind, let us know that. Others are a bit more um, uh, media savvy, I guess is probably the best way of putting it. But I, but I got a funny feeling that he's probably talking for a lot of, a lot of coaches there uh, mm. around that, around the laws and understanding what's going on. Um, if... Um, if, uh, if if not all of them necessarily agree agree on the storm week um, side of things, um, Stephen, your thoughts on on the structure? Are you, are you more? Where, where do you feel on it? I, I think it's better than where it has been in the past, but I once again think it has to be critiqued because it it, it can be tough. You only have to. I know talking to a few of the uh, the coaches with uh, the Manawa Two Turbos. You know when you think about how they started their week, they had a home game against. Manawa 2 and then basically uh, from there they had to travel up to Auckland here to play North Harbour and then they were they were pretty much uh, back down to Hawke's Bay to play a very, uh, sorry, to um, Palmerston North to play a very tough Hawke's Bay team so it, off the bat that was a very very tough start for that um, for that Manawa 2 team. I know there's not much you can do about the draw and the respective strengths of the team if you if you look at the competition or, or maybe one of the successes, there are probably really Southland, Manawatu probably struggled. To, it's fair to say, but you'd have to say the other twelve teams involved in the the comp sort of uh, managed managed their their draw and uh, their rotation of their players re re reasonably well. But at the end of the day, the cream has risen to the top. Um. Just on just on Bay of Plenty and, and Mike Delaney, I, listen, I think they've done staggeringly well when you consider the names that they have or no names that they have in their squad. Um, mate, I, I think they get uh, they get at least a B plus for their season, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at uh, how what happened to Bay of Plenty last season when they got themselves in a Super Rugby coach to replace uh, Clayson McMillan, and that all just went to uh, went to pot. I think what what that showed you there was give, giving it having a coach. Who under, pardon me, who understands the province, who understands um, the players and how uh, and, and how that province works, uh, and trying to and works uh, and arranges works with that, rather than necessarily a big name coach who comes in and does it his way, is is, is, is how it works. This thing, look, you don't have much time in provincial rugby. Uh, you have about two or three weeks um, beforehand with your full squad if you if you're lucky. 
Uh, now, some of those players you'll have had access to as part of the club rugby. But again, they're playing for other coaches, other teams during that time. Uh, you, the, your, your access with the um, super rugby players will be minimal. Um, and you definitely don't have any say in what they're doing. Uh, and, and when they arrive, they're probably thinking about super rugby contracts and other things as well. So, uh, look, it's a, it, it's not an easy job uh, running, running running these provincial teams. Uh, you also don't have the, uh, the, 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 the same amount of staff um, as you get at Super Rugby, an amount of um, uh, physios or strength and conditioning and assistant coaches for this, that and the other. So um, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's it, uh, it, it's one where you need to know your, your problems, from my mind, um, and understand how that problems works, because they are different um, in different places uh, around play of plenty. You've got your, ter- your, 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 your inland and your outland um, coach uh, club season with one base mainly around Rotorua and the other one, main, but, uh, other one sort of mainly around Tarawan. You've got some, your, whereas you go to Northland, you've got basically a five-hour drive between <laughs> from one end of the <laughs> to the to the other. So it's it's uh, whereas if you go to Auckland, you can probably if you, if, if the games weren't on at the same time, you could drive around and see all the same games in one day. Um, so there's a very big difference between these just to, as to how you um, kind of as to how you approach and work with your province uh, from from that point of view. There's also the front. I was going to say there's also the financial aspects that uh, go with this competition as well. From my understanding, there's only going to be at least two provinces that are going to end up in the black come come the end of the season. There's all those those hidden costs, especially when uh, there are injuries. They've got to bring other players into the squad. That's a real big one. Like wider wider training players that they've got to bring in. All of a sudden, they've got to uh, put them on a you know a substantially bigger contract. Um, and then there's the then then there's holding on to players, you know, players that you need to play overs for because, uh, and I'm talking about sometimes a, a quality Super Rugby player who might be be chased by two or three other provinces. All of a sudden, you've got to top his salary up as well. Yep, absolutely. Um, now, before we move on to the other stuff, you've been um, you've been kind of rather busy yourself on the old rugby front um, these um, these last couple of weeks. You've been uh, uh, moonlighting or, or been been. Uh, yeah, moonlighting and doing it with with World Rugby, uh, and um, doing a bit of calling of the um, Armed Forces World Cup this uh, these last few weeks. Stephen, how's that been going? Yeah, there you know, it's been fantastic. A little bit of a side hustle, <laughs> shall we say, Paul, uh, following the or covering the uh, Armed Defences uh, uh, Rugby Tournament. It's the first of this nature. There's eight countries that are involved, although one of the countries, or two of the countries, beg your pardon, have amalgamated. So there's seven teams, eight countries, Papua New Guinea and Vanuatu have amalgamated into into one country. It's fair to say they've probably struggled a little bit in this tournament with combinations. They wouldn't have played a heck of a lot together, Paul. Um, and it probably shows in some of the some of the results, but uh, for a country, for those two countries, it's actually a starting point. And then, of course, you've got Tonga, Fiji, Australia, New Zealand, France, and the UK have got a team out here. So we're into our fourth round tomorrow, and it's uh, semi-finals 
in those semi-finals. We see the uh, games we'll be covering tomorrow will be France v uh, Fiji, which should be a, a good game. Contrast of of two styles, and then New Zealand, we've got a um, pretty much a trans Tasman clash between uh, New Zealand and Australia. Of course, New Zealand, the only unbeaten team in this uh, comp- competition thus far. Um, so it'll be sort of interesting to uh, to see how these play out, but we'll definitely see a step up in, uh, in terms of the play. We've also um, got a couple of... Uh, uh, Farrah Palmer Cup players uh, running around for the New Zealand the New Zealand defence team. The uh, Hayley Hutana, the skipper of uh, North Harbour. And we've also got Leah Miles, who plays for the Otago Spirit. And she's just picked up a super, super, con- uh, super contract, uh, super rugby opiki with the uh, South Island uh, franchise team, Paul. So good good news for her. Uh, quality so, of rugby. Uh, on- just to just, just right now. Are you saying these are mixed teams that they're playing in the men's comp, or is it, or is it separate men's and women's competitions? No, no, it's just it's just primarily a women's women's comp- okay. competition. So, big big pardon uh, to our listeners and viewers out there. So, it's just running running around about the same time as the women's World Cup. Only difference is, Paul, it's actually running during the week as opposed to the weekends, and that's happening over at the College Rifles Rugby Football Club. Kickoff tomorrow is at eleven o'clock uh, for the first game, one o'clock for the second game. But we we actually do have a uh, if you go on to the uh, defence rugby. Be a website and just navigate your way, way around. There is a stream, a live stream that you can pick up, and that's going through uh, Pacifica TV. So yeah, quite enjoying that. And of course, uh, with the uh, doyen of uh, of Talkback uh, for a while there, it's you'd be Mark Watson. Yep. So uh, it's it's um. Oh, so okay. So I, I didn't understand I, I, when you said it was the first ever um, forces World Cup. I'm like, no, it surely it can't be. It, but okay, it's the first ever women or women's Women. World Cup. Right, understand now why what's uh, how, how that is. Um, so yeah, fantastic that that's, uh, that that now exists uh, and a good step forward um, there with uh, with that one. So um, yes, folks, if you want to yeah, get them down to College Rifles if, if you're at a loose end tomorrow, um, and uh, um, and say hello to Steve in the flat cap. He's not joining the game obviously because he'll be working, um, but I'm sure after the game he'll be uh, hanging around and, and available for autographs uh, and, uh, and and things like that. Um, the uh, moving on then to the you mentioned the financial situation then and uh, yeah we won't talk about uh, we won't, won't get into, into political, political politics of uh, global financial issues but we will talk about um, what's uh, happening over in England now you've already mentioned there that you think only two out of the fourteen um, uh, Bunnings NPC provinces will actually uh, turn a well will will not make a loss um, so that's twelve provinces here in New Zealand we're making a loss this year. Um, now they're fortunate enough that um, they will not cease to exist because uh, um, New Zealand Rugby would uh, somehow either um, step in um, to uh, to sort them out. Um, uh, that's not the situation over in the UK or even in England, sorry, where um, uh, in the uh, Gallagher Premiership now we've lost two teams. The first one was um, Worcester Warriors, um, who uh, disappeared. Um, uh, not only did it disappear from the men's, but they also disappeared from the on the women's side as well in the uh, uh, in the Premier 15s. So both those teams um, disappeared there um, on that one. Um, now and that was uh, uh, and, that, and that was um, uh, what was for. Uh, definitely there was there were accusations um, or allegations, sorry, of uh, mismanagement 
of that, and that's uh, basically the, the people who took over um, since the uh, the previous owner, who had been very, uh, who had uh, unfortunately passed away, uh, and had uh, been a big supporter of, of, of Wasps Warriors, and really had basically asset stripped uh, the company. Um, Wasps now is the next one to uh, follow in their set. 167 people, unfortunately, have um, lost their jobs now. I'm not, I'm not sure if I don't know if um, Worcester. Sorry, if, if Wasps also had, a, if that's two teams, i.e. includes a, 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 a women's team or not. Um, uh, but I'll try and uh, Google that as, as we uh, um, as, uh, as, as we talk about this. But um, the uh, but Wasps um, uh, men's team has stopped and there is also a women's team there. So of those 167 jobs, look, about 60 of those players or so, 60 of those people will be. Um, players in there about oh sorry maybe uh, close to 80 um, will be players in there if you think that uh, a squad is around about 38 odd or, or 30 to 40 odd people um, or 35 to 40 odd people so that still leaves another 80 to 90 people who have um, lost their jobs and that includes coaches uh, physios uh, medical staff um, ticketing staff uh, um, business managers or people who are trying to bring commercial managers bringing people in um, etc. Um, and uh, as Simon said, yeah, you've got to feel sorry for the fans of both Wasps and Warriors. Warriors to do again, you've got to feel sorry for Wasps. Wasps moved from London up to Coventry, and part of that move was to essentially take ownership of uh, a um, a conferencing facility and a ground in Coventry. And funny enough, the company that owns the conferencing hotel and conferencing facility hasn't been put into administration. They've still got another two weeks to try and find a buyer. Whereas the uh, rugby team has basically has has been has been shut down, which um, really is sad. That uh, what it looks like from the outside um, is, to, to, to me anyway, uh, is that look basically Wasp Rugby Club is being used um, to buy and get control of uh, a conferencing facility, uh, and the owners were more interested in that than they were than they were in the actual rugby club um, side of things, which is really kind of sad. Um, from, uh, from 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 that point of view, um, so yeah, really sad to see a second team lost from the uh, the, the the Premiership and the Premier Fifteens. Um, what you've also uh, that now now leads is if you've got uh, teams um, that uh, uh, I think it was Leicester Tigers who basically lose their last two games of the season, just disappear because <laughs> that's who they were going to be playing. So suddenly um, you have. Um, you have teams that uh, are going to have uh, holes in their playing calendar uh, from from a, from, a, from a playing point of view, but from a financial point of view, also um, losing um, around that sort of, I guess, what? If it's uh, you've got some um, uh, 11 teams in, in the league, so you have 10 home games, you've just lost two games. You've lost 20% of your match day revenue um, has just has just disappeared because two teams have uh, have gone bust. Um, the um, So... Um, Oh, sorry, no, it's 13 teams. No, sorry, that's not right. So you still, you still got okay. So 12, 12 games, um, and you've lost, uh, you've lost two teams. Um, so you lost two, two of those 12 home games um, from the uh, from from your from your domestic season. Uh, there's also will be implications to the European um, Cup as well. That's obviously there's two more two teams have dropped out of there. So um, it's not just those two teams that are hurt, but it's the other teams as well. Um, and I guess it's just showed that uh, look, English rugby. And French rugby have both been living um, basically by, with sugar daddies. Uh, remember 
that um, Toulon, the um, Bougelab, I think it was, was his name, sold Toulon because as a uh, as someone who, who was only had a net worth of about 160 million, he couldn't afford to run a rugby club anymore um, because it wasn't for just mere millionaires, it had to be billionaires to actually enjoy, to actually play that game in France, which is just nuts. Um, Steve, you shared with us um, uh, on, on, our, on, our, on, our, on our internal chat um, uh, an interesting piece, something around that um, uh, there's been a report written that in France, uh, across the top 14 and the um, Pro Deux, or the, the Div 2, um, that there were nine top 14 and seven Pro Div 2 teams. So that's 16 teams. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Teams there that basically will not be able to afford to pay their players next year. I mean, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah, that's that that that's that's it's absolutely crazy. But you know, it's 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 probably warning, not not just to Europe, but to, to New Zealand or the Jap- Japanese leagues, to any leagues leagues around that. Um, you know, while market forces will always basically have a say in, in in terms of what sort of quality players you want you want at your club, I think it's really important for those clubs to to also take on some old fashioned fashion values and 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 look to develop from from within. And a lot of it is done at the grass grassroots level as well. But I suppose the next thing is that's when the bigger clubs do sort of put their hand up and 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 chase your better 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 younger players. Ad- admittedly this uh, this report may have been from earlier in the year. So um hopefully things have some of these clubs have, have recovered a little bit, we hope. But this is, you know, obviously post post COVID. Yeah, absolutely I guess one of the key things here, if you look at this, where 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 are we getting reports of clubs that are having? But we know well Welsh clubs have been having problems for years, and that's that, that's a, that, that's a well known thing. But um, that's more because the the, the, the clubs um, and the union are at loggerheads and arguing about about fighting over control there. Um, but if you look at uh, the, the the two the two countries that we're looking at now that are having problems, are the two two countries that are promotion and relegation, um, or uh, at least England did uh, until very recently when they just stopped stopped that uh, with this year. It was going to be the first year without relegation. And now they've got two teams that will be relegated. So um, from that point of view, it's uh, it, it's interesting there that actually I've always been a proponent for promotion and relegation, um, but I do get that. Um, uh, but but I, I guess with this, you can see the argument that actually promotion and relegation, when, when you are 
basically you have to chase the teams the the, the, the teams that have got money even if you haven't got it to try and survive whereas if you look at some teams say in the Bunnings NPC Manawatu uh, and Southland will not be paying anywhere near the, uh, the, the the same player budget as say Canterbury or, or an Auckland because they just don't have that money but they don't have to worry about relegation so they can play they can try and play within their means um, it does mean obviously that they their chances of ever winning a championship are slim, um, well, to, 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 to near zero. Um, but at least they can they they, they 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 can take part. They can challenge those teams. They can get the odd upset, knowing that actually um, we can live within our means and not be relegated and disappear. I think that, I think the key for New Zealand sides, Paul, is for a lot of the NPCs teams to go out. At least try and have a very competitive season if you can make quarterfinals or, or semifinals. And once again, highlight the players that you've got in the squad. Then you're hoping that they'll pick up super contracts. Obviously, that that comes out of the, the New Zealand kitty. And that, that seems to be a model that, that works for maybe two, three seasons. You can see the likes of, uh, of, of, of Hawks Bay and, and Tasman who have been relatively strong in the last few seasons, but all of a sudden you get some of their senior players start to move offshore and that's where it becomes a little bit tougher. You've got to pretty much all start over again. Yeah, look, we have players like James Haskell go, we should earn the same football as we put our bodies on the line. You do, but you also don't generate the same income. And at the end of the day, um, you can, we can, the, the, the unions, the clubs can only pay players as much as um, a portion of, or as, as of, of, of money they generate. Now, um, do I believe that administrators have been uh, uh, good at maximizing the, uh, their income right? and, and, and uh, the way that they uh, have built fan bases? No, I don't. I think they can do a much better job there as well. Um, but, but look, unfortunately, yeah, players can only be played, paid uh, the money that comes in that's generated by the business. At the end of the day, these are businesses um, and players aren't, play, aren't paid to play rugby. They are paid to be walking billboards. And the best way they can get eyes on those billboards is by playing rugby uh, at the end of the day. And so and that is what they're being paid for, is to be a walking billboard um, for all the names that are on it, such as um, such as Toyota here on this well, on this uh, Wellington jersey. And I don't know who's on that, on that one there. Um, Rushford and Bond, whoever Rushford and Sorry, Rutherford and Bond, whoever Rutherford and Bond are. Um, but look, that's what they're there. That's what players are being paid for. They're not being paid to actually pay rugby. I guess that's one of those things that um, a lot of us don't, um, a lot of fans don't really, and quite a lot of the players don't actually get and understand. Um, anyway, we should probably have to move on from this one. But yeah, clearly, financially, <laughs> the game's uh, in a, in a not, not very good state at the moment. Um, a couple of re-signings, uh, then Jordi uh, Barrett, Severis and um, Topu Vaai have all re-signed with um, the All Blacks and obviously their Super Rugby, con- Super Rugby people and then provincial, provincial um, to pass the Rugby World Cup. So a whole bunch of those going on. It seems to be the, the right uh, time of year um, for, or, or, or part of the cycle for that. Um, yeah, three players. I think um, New Zealand Rugby will be very happy to have, um, to have kept them. Yeah, Severi surprises me because, you know, we, we know before that um, incident that got him into a lot of trouble. He'd, he'd signed a deal with uh, Ulster, but that didn't come to fruition. Uh, and I do I do wonder with Severi if he's maybe 
you know, once upon a time, you would have said he would have been in the starting 15 quite comfortably. But at, the, at this point, I'm, I'm not even too sure if he's in the in your starting 23. Um, look, he's in the he's in the travelling squad, uh, and he's a guy that whenever you put him on the pitch, he seems to score tries. Um, so look, he delivers from that point of view on the pitch. Uh, yes, are there issues off the pitch? Yes, there are. Um, and uh, but some, and I think to me, the issues off the pitch are more that um, New Zealand rugby and uh, has not allowed uh, or has not um, uh, used him or allowed him um, to show what work he's doing to overcome those issues that he had off the pitch. Um, and move on from those. Um, so um, the uh, to, to me that's a that, yeah, that, that, that's a problem uh, that, that needs to happen. Um, the uh, yes yeah, comment there in the uh, live chat from LB who's um, not so who's sort of not happy about Reese Reese's Brazil being part of it. Now I know that several Reese's done a lot of work on himself since that incident, um, and so uh, but but there's been no. Uh, there's been no um, uh, there's been, been no showing of that in the uh, to, to the play to, to the public to the play to the fans to show uh, how you move on from those things. So people will do those things, but we can't just cast them out from society uh, or lock them up from, from when those things happen. We have to try and rehabilitate them and show and, and, and show the path forward. Brazil, um, that's a much more recent thing, uh, and also in an area of the country that I don't have connections too, so I don't know what's happened down there. Um, and uh, look, that was uh, very distasteful. Uh, yeah, I, I find it difficult um, around Frizzell. I'll be, I'll be blunt uh, and, and what's, uh, what happened there. Um, the, uh, so, the, yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, so in some ways, I'm yeah, a little surprised around Reese, but look, he's always in, the, he's always in the, um, the squad and he's delivering on the pitch, even if there are issues um, off the pitch um, from that point of view that they uh, they, they, they could handle much better, I believe. Um, moving on then, uh, Ardi Surveyor is off to Japan post-Rugby World Cup on a sabbatical. So, um, yeah, go well done, Ardi. Go over to Japan, enjoy yourself, um, and uh, have the experience. Look, it's, uh, um, I know that uh, some people aren't happy that uh, the players um, do have these sabbaticals. Obviously, we've seen TJ Perinara, um, Bowden Barrett, uh, Dane McKenzie, uh, Brody Vitalik, um, all in recent, all within the last couple of years, um, have all gone and done that. Um, and uh, look, Ardi, Ardi doing it post the World Cup is um, no big surprise on that one. Um, so uh, look, it's, if, if that's how you keep these players in New Zealand uh, and not having to go and choose permanently, then um, look, I think it's New Zealand rugby uh, spending its money wisely um, in in that. Um, yes, Ardy will miss a hurricane season, uh, but um, I think that's the end of the world on that one. Um, unless you've got something to say, Stephen, we'll move on to um, have a chat about the um, the All Black squads because I didn't uh, uh, I didn't look at those last week because I didn't have a show last week. Sorry, folks, about that. Mm-hmm. I was a bit knackered. Stephen was busy, um, so we, uh, we we skipped last week, but we're back this week. Uh, and hopefully we'll be around every week from now onwards. First off, the um, All Blacks squad quickly running through it to those of you who are watching, who are listening on the podcast. Uh, but if you folks, you can always watch on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, and I do have a screenshot here of the um, the team. So for it, uh, Hookers, Coles, and Takilaho, um, and uh, Taylor um, from that one. Um, 
the uh, on the props, Bauer, De Groot, Luolala, Lomax, Muir, and Tongafasi. Uh, in the engine room, Barrett, Retallick, Vaai, who's just re-signed, and uh, Whitelock. And then in to the Lucy's, Kane, Fuzel, um, Awani, Akira, that is, um, Papulihi, Savia, um, and uh, Satsutu. Um, in the forwards, Ben Stephen, uh, I don't think there's any, um, between the, the, the locks, they pretty much pick themselves. Um, same with uh, the hookers. Um, uh, perhaps uh, a bit of discussion around some, a couple of the, um, couple of the props, but I think, I think too, too, too many arguments there. Um, should offer be in there? Yeah, it's a bit, may, maybe not. Um, and then in the Lucy's, well, uh, has Akira done enough? Some people would argue no. Hoskins to two two ahead of um, uh, again uh, as, as the eighth choice rather than um, Sokula or, or Luke Jacobson. I guess you could toss it up, but um, not many not many arguments there in that, in that forward pack. No, not really. Sokula is probably the only one you could probably debate. Where where is he gone? What's happened to him? Um, it, it, it's a bit of a bit of, bit of a shame for him. I, I did question that selection earlier in the year. You could have maybe looked at uh, Damon, Damian McKenzie. Has his form been good enough at NPC level to force his way into the side? You'd have to say probably not. That would be very extremely unlucky on Stephen Perifeta because I would imagine that would have been a, a straight shootout between those two. Um, you look at the likes of Anton Leonard Brown. That. Pretty much. Well, actually, let, let me let me make a lot of quick, sense quick, that he comes through the backs. I've mentioned, I've, I've yeah. named the forwards, not the backs. The oh, sorry, beg your pardon. On the backs, yeah, Christy Fakatava, Smith. Yep, the same, the same half backs as, as as we had during rugby championship. Same again in the um, uh, with 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 Bowden, um, Mwanga, and Perifeta, um There uh, in the centres, Enor Havili, Leonard Brown, Owani, and uh, Tuath Shek. Uh, and the back three, um, Jordy Barrett, um, Clark. Fanganuku, uh, Jordan, and Severi. So, on the whole, there I think uh, the only player to come in is um, from apart from the championship is Antonella Brown. Everyone else has been there throughout that. I guess the only other person that's that to me has been questioned is Braden Enor, um, whether he should be there as as a centre. But um, look, he's a consistent pick. Clearly, the um, uh, the, uh, the 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 coaches and the sectors like him. But otherwise, yeah, that's. I think those are the only two question marks, or they are the only two, two things of note. They're the only questions of Leonard Brown, Leonard Brown coming back. Um, but the only question mark is, yeah, should, should NL be there um, in that one? Yeah, I, I was going to say the other one, maybe Roger Tulvasashik as well. You know, has he really done enough to command a midfield position in this all black side? We've already seen him um, play a game on the wing. For for Auckland, there's probably a trainer thought that maybe he should have been stuck into the into the B side and given 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 some more opportunity because you've got to ask the question: if Jack Goodhue was available, would he be in the squad? Would he have gone at the expense of, say, for example, a Braden Enor? Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, it's um, I mean, there's yeah, there, there there are a couple of small minor things you might tweak here and there. We're talking about yeah, maybe two players who there's some question marks over. Um, but uh, I think the, the the one that's much more interesting is um, the All Black 15. So um, Simon Hughes, oh dearie me, um, Roger is basically a PR stunt to attract casual fans. Wow. Um, yes, overseas, but not, uh, sorry, yes, in New Zealand, but not overseas. He's not. Um, 
<laughs> anyone's heard of him in, in the UK, to be blunt. Um, because, uh, yeah, rugby league is not that big elsewhere outside Australia and New Zealand. Um, but so if we look at the uh, the uh, the next one, is the All Blacks 15 then. Um, and uh, most of forwards, um, Ross, Ruiz, Williams, Taavo, Jaeger, your props, Amua, McAllister and Bell are your, um, uh, your, your hookers. Torpolotu, who's captain, Dixon, Gallagher, Makale, um, are your are your um, locks? Makale Tuu, um, Gardner, Billy Harmon, uh, Luke Jacobson, Leo Willey are your Lucy's. Into the backs, Weber, Piranara, and Roy Gard. Wow, two old guys and a young guy. Um, <laughs> Mackenzie Gatlin, and then <laughs> interesting, Heem, my God, um, Nankerville, Amua. I thought he was uh, with with the Moana Pacifica for a reason, but there you go. Um, Balin Sullivan, um, Talia. AJ Lamb and um, Love. Now, I'm looking at this team, Stephen, and I'm like, what is this team? Is Because it's not an up-and-coming team when you've got people like Patrick Tupelotu and Bryce Heem in there. Uh, is this a um, is, is this a fringe all-black squad? Really, is Bryce Heem really a fringe all-black? I mean, is he is he is he uh, is he next off the rank? I mean, are we all are you arguing that Enor shouldn't be there, but but Hit Wysine should be? I mean, wow, that's a bit of, that's a bit of a reach out of thought. Um, what the what the hell is this team? Well, the first thing that I see here, Paul, you can see the influence of uh, Jason Ryan, uh, hence the number of uh, Canterbury <laughs> players that, have, that that you immediately see in the, see in this team. So I'm I'm pretty sure he's had a say. Listen, I'm excited about a couple of the. <clears throat> Excuse me, well, the younger players that they've actually brought. Before you actually get excited about who's actually in there, what is the purpose of this team? Is, is is this a development team? Is this a fringe team to make sure the All Blacks got everyone available, everyone ready, and up to speed for um, the Rugby World Cup? What are they trying to do with this team? I've I've no idea to be honest because it's it, it, it I find it I I find it confusing. I don't necessarily think it's probably <clears throat> it's probably your collectively your your guys who are going to go into the next level if you want to pick some guys you want some guys that are going to go to the next level like a, a couple of the selections i'm really quite excited about and then there's a couple of others like you say bryce him that is just odd in my opinion um you know you're talking about a, a veteran player who's probably more of a spare parts player for the blues when the likes of roger tuavasa sheik isn't playing playing second five um Really odd selection. I don't know where, you know, it It also seems to me <clears throat> that Perinara and Weber are, are probably still your next cabs off off the rink. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, just, I just find it really odd. Angus Tavao, we've seen enough of Angus at, at the highest level. I don't know where, you, where you're actually going with that selection. So, yeah, you got, you got, yeah, you, 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 Angus Tavao, um, you know, you know what you're going to get from him. Um, Patrick Tupelotu as, as captain, okay, having one as a senior player to, as leadership, I kind of okay, I kind of vaguely get that. But there's um, there's no Josh Lord, there's no uh, Quinton Strange, there's no there's a whole bunch of players you can name that, that aren't there um, from that point of view. Um, the uh, and there's there's no Peter Sukula, um, who was apparently good enough for the All Blacks uh, a couple of months ago, but now isn't even good enough for the second string squad that may or may. It's, it's it's just such a confused squad 
It's that I don't think anyone knows what they're trying to do with this. Um, the uh, and to me, there are the, the, this is well. Two, there are two parts to this. One is that it's, it's a money thing, and hey, we're just going to play off the All Blacks brand. And then two is around control of who's selected because this team was selected by the All Blacks coaches, right? The same people who, who selected the All Blacks squad selected this squad. Um, Leon McDonald, uh, Clayton McMillan, I've forgotten who else is in there now, who's all, who, who, are, who are coaching this squad, didn't get to choose these players, no. which is kind of interesting. So the guy who's coaching it had no say in who he's getting. Um, whereas if you look at the Mario Blacks, I think Clayton McMillan has a big say on who, who actually gets selected for the, for the, for the Mario Blacks. So I think there's an element here of we don't want to use Mario All Blacks because we don't have control. And we must have control because we are the um, we are the cent- we, we we are an ivory tower. We know best. No one else does. Um, if you're not um, the the All Blacks head coach, um, and I think there's also an element of if you want a revenue stream, send out the Mario All Blacks. The Mario All Blacks have got a much better brand than the All Blacks 15, right? You still got the name All Blacks in there. So as a revenue stream, I think it, 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 it's 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 a bad idea. Um, but I, I get to me this is a everything must be controlled by central high command. No one else is allowed to choose anything. Yeah, it, it's there's there's a little bit of suspicion from me as me call me a conspiracy theorist, but it's interesting that somebody like Sevu Reese has just basically signed their contract on the back of being selected for this end of season tour because I, if you were picking a wing purely. On, on form, and I'm talking about outstanding form and what he would bring uh, to, a, to a team as Mark Talia, because Mark Talia to me has just been out, has been absolutely outstanding this year, and um, I, I, I wouldn't have had any issues had he made the actual All Black team. Some of the some of the, some of the some of the other guys, the likes of um, you know Ruben Ruben Love and and George Bell. Yeah, I'm quite excited about about those selections. But you know, there's a there's a lot of these selections that still don't make any sense to me. Move, moving forward, you you actually want to see some guys put under pressure. Well, we've actually seen a lot of these guys um, in this situation before, and they haven't always actually actually delivered. I, like another selection, Bryn Gatland, with the with the greatest of respect. I think Bryn's a very good. Operator at NPC and super level, but is he a guy that's going to be an All Black first five moving moving forward? Listen, if you really wanted to bring somebody back into the frame who's got All Black experience and he's played for the All Blacks, yet yeah, sure he's been a bit off his game. You you would have picked the Joshuani. Sure, his form hasn't hasn't warranted, but I don't necessarily think there's some players here that have been picked on form. Christian Leo Willie that. Selection really surprises me. I mean, I say, I, I listen. He's he's been strong in both Super and NPC, but in terms of um, Sawakula was outstanding at Super Rugby. You brought him into the All Black squad. Why not just give him another opportunity to ref, ref, to find his feet again? Okay, there, there are a couple of players who are, aren't here now. You've mentioned I mean, two of them there: Sawakula um, and um, Joshuani. Now, clearly, well, not clearly. From, from what I'm looking at here, those two have done something that have up, upset the, the All Blacks coaches and they've just gone, you are no longer, I'm never selecting you ever again. I just don't like you. you you've, you've, I've lost my trust in you. I don't like you. Whatever, they've, they've done something and that's it. They're gone um, at the end of the day. It's not a rugby thing. It's a, it, it's, it's a, there, there's an off-field thing there. 
that's happened with those. Um, it's either a personality clash, um, a misbehavior thing, or something has happened that those two are on the outer. The Christian Leah Willie Leah Willie one strikes me a bit like Shannon Frizzell. Remember how Frizzell was picked off like three super games and was then put straight in the All Blacks and, and, and did well. To me, that's they've gone. That's the physique. That's the that's the athlete we want getting in. Um, and maybe it'll be inspired. Maybe it won't. We'll have to wait and see on that one. I agree. You say there are, so there are some exciting selections here. Your Zach Gallagher's, your um, Cam Royguard, your Ruben Loves. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see those guys at this level uh, and have a go. Uh, there are other guys like Mark Talia. Look, that's just reward for who you are. And then there's there's, there's players like, as you say, Bryn Gatland, fantastic NPC player, very, very good super rugby player. He's not an international. I'm sorry. Um, the um, Bryce Heem, again, a guy who I thought actually at the beginning of the season was a bit... What, now, I'll be honest, he... Uh, he was one of those players who um, uh, disproved my theory, and I thought he actually played pretty well at Super Rugby level, better than I was expecting him to. But <laughs> I do not see him at this level, especially at the age he's at um, as well. Levi Moore. <sighs> the whole point of signing or being signed for Moana Pacifica was you're supposed to be available for Fiji or not, and, and, uh, and Samoa. I think Samoa, I think it is. That he's, um, that, that those are the two countries he's available for. Um, and uh, apparently he's very, he said quite clearly, I want to be an All Black, and just turned those turned them down. Well, I'm sorry, you shouldn't. Have, uh, the whole point of signing for Moana Pacific was you're supposed to sign. I am available for those for, for the Pacific Islands. Um, so a bit, I'm, I'm a bit. Um, look, I love Levi Muir as a player. Thanks, he's a wonderful player. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like seeing him in the squad. I know it's not a capture squad. He can go back to those people. But so yeah, so it's it's a it's a confused one. Um, I've actually got another slide that, I've, that I'm just, just going to bring up now um, that uh, the breakdown did. Um, they did an unlucky um, 15 um, who weren't selected. So um, how many of these do you think should have been in there, actually? And I think and, um, one of those is in that number 10 jersey. Fergus Burke, I, again, Another player who a player who I thought I didn't rate going into Super Rugby this year, I thought he had a cracking season, um, out played much better than I thought he was going to. I'd have put him ahead of Gatland because of what he could bring. Whereas we, I think we know what Gatland's going to bring. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. I don't, I, I don't disagree with you. Yep. Um, so a few names here: so Hodgman, um, uh, Kurt Eklund, and uh, Rackety Stones as that front row. Look, I'm. I'm not surprised Hodgman actually hasn't made it, but I think Kurt Eklund, wow, that does, yeah, I think he should have been there. Rackety Stones, I don't know, has he done enough? Mm. No, if, I, if I was honest, I, I, I see I see Pody Rackety Stones more as a, a loose head as opposed for, to a tight head for starters. Yep. Um, I've, you know, I would have, I would like to have seen him more as a starting prop for the Hurricanes. Uh, uh, potentially is really good, but maybe maybe a couple of injuries away from a from an all from an All Black squad, but um, well, well, obviously no, not on the ice. as well. So I mean, mm. yeah, I mean, so um, again, so yeah, I mean, maybe it could have been All Blacks fifteen one as a potential for, for the future. Um, but as you say, let, let let's let's see him develop at Super Rugby first. Karifi, look, he's he's a penalty machine. I'm sorry, I wouldn't have Karifi uh, in there. But Tom Christie, 
there's another player who I think has missed out. Quinton Strange and um, Arcoy, again, two other quality locks. I think there's just so many quality locks around at the moment. Oh, um, they are very good. Other good thing about Arcoy, he can play equally well at, at number six. I actually like him. I think he's a he's a very good athlete for for me. A little bit, little bit like the Tupu in the Tupu Vivek bracket in term, terms of height, but boy does his job around the paddock and, it, and and it's been really impressive through this final series. Yeah, we've talked about Sokula already. Um, Mitch Drummond, I think he's playing in Japan, so I'm not surprised he's not. Actually, <laughs> I don't know why they put his name in there. As, a, as a missing out number nine, look at now. I think I don't think so. um, the if we're looking at um, nines are missing out, um, I would go for the two guys at Waikato um, in um, Xavier Rowe and um, oh, I'm going to say Cam Roygaard, but he's the guy. Cortez Ratama, yeah. Thank you, Cortez Ratama. Those two guys. Um, so the 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 Waikato and Chiefs guys. Look, if you're looking for a nine that's missing out, it's those two. I think. Um, Ten. We've talked about twelve. Peter Mangan Jensen and Billy Proctor. I think Peter Manning Jensen's um, injured, which is why he's not there. Billy Proctor, look, he got a five-year contract straight as an 18-year-old. Is he that good? I mean, am I missing something? I, th I think he's just starting to show his potential at the moment, but we've had to wait a long time for it. Yeah, so, and look, he's still a young boy, right? He's still any, he's still, what is he, is he, is he 20 yet? Anyway, but maybe, I mean, so he's still got some, he, Billy Proctor's still got time yet. Um but so uh, yeah, those so um, I mean, when people talk about Peter um, Munger Jensen ahead of um, uh, Brayden Enel. Look, I think I say I think he's injured at the moment, which is why he's not um, not there. Um, Moni Narwai, wow, uh, again, look, I think he's a cracking player. I'm don't think he's uh, I don't think he's done anything to uh, to um, upset the or, or to chuck out the uh, other wingers that are in there. Uh, same for Tavita Lee as well. Um, I guess one that's in there is um, uh, Billy Fox is 23. Wow. Okay, a bit older than I thought. There we go. Um, so, um, Steve, you could have said that. You didn't have to put it in the private <laughs> chat. You didn't interrupt me and go, oi, you're wrong there. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, so, uh, so, okay, it's probably a bit, uh, a bit older, older than I thought. So, um, But what about Sean Stevenson? Yeah, one of the unlucky players of uh, of the New Zealand fifteen, as they as they're calling it. Um, twenty five years old. He will be twenty six on the fourteenth of November. But boy, he's got a mighty good skill set. Um, a lot of talk about him going to uh, the Dolphins, the new uh, league expansion team in the NRL. So who knows? Maybe that maybe that threw the selectors from him. But to me, real skillful, real unlucky, and. Um, Boy, him, him, Mark Talia and Tavita Lee, boy, I think they'd work well in any any fifteen that they um, were part of. To me, Sean Stevenson, until this season, has been a player that I'm sure he isn't right, but he has this vibe of being lackadaisical, a bit lazy, a bit not really trying. Um, now, perhaps that's because he's so talented and so quick; it just looks that way, but. That's the kind of image you've got off the pitch. Oh, sorry, from, from looking at look, looking from off the pitch of him this season. I think he's kind of cracked it. I think he's, I think he's nailed it this season. And this is to me, this is a breakout season. Um, mm. now I don't know if he has to do that back to back before um, he gets recognition. Um, but uh, to me, yeah, I think he's made a massive step leap forward this year. Um, in in uh, uh in, in his play, but um, yeah, he's the way. 
out, out of that list then, Eklund, probably Christie, um, you know, so we discussed Burke uh, and Stevenson, to me are the ones that perhaps should have been in the uh, All Blacks 15. Uh, the rest of them are, yeah, I'm not so, I'm not so sure. Well, that's us um, up to that. that that's us uh, coming to the end of the show. So thank you very much, Stephen, for joining me. Thank you everyone who's joined us in the live chat for the chat. Um, it's uh, It's been fun yet again. We'll be back next week um, after the uh, Bunnings NPC final. Um, and uh, also Stephen can bring us up to speed with how the uh, Women's um, uh, Armed Forces World Cup is going um, as well. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks, everybody. Uh, stay safe. See you next week. 